Welcome in. Well, what was that I just said? Welcome in? Welcome in in? What am I saying? <sighs> ah, happy Tuesday. Tuesday, 3.30 Central PM, Texas time. Come in. Where are you from? Tell me where you're from. If you're joining us live, make sure you let us know in the comments if you can uh, hear me okay, see me okay. For those of you that are joining us uh, post after this is recorded, hello, how are you? <laughs> Don't let us know how you're doing in the comments because, uh, I mean, you can if you want to. I guess I can't stop you, right? So exciting uh, episode for, for us today. Uh, we've been on a roll here for the live streams. We've been done one every day since Friday of last week. So I think this is my fifth one straight. I'm having so much fun doing them that I can't stop, literally. So uh, yeah, come in and let us know how you're doing. My chat interface, for some reason, is not pulling in comments right now which is always fun, but I can see you guys coming in from my other screen. We got London, we have Phoenix, we have uh, people live right now. So thank you so much for coming in. And if you do wanna join the live stream at any point to ask a question or share a thought about the topic we're talking about today, uh, make sure you check the description. There is a link for everyone to jump in and ask a question live if you'd like, anytime during the stream, because we like to keep these very, very, how do you say interactive? And I want the community to take part of these discussions as much as humanly possible. So that's in the uh, description. And then if you ever are enjoying this show while you're watching it, or if you're watching it after it's recorded, hit the like button. It helps the channel, it helps more people see this video, and you will get absolutely nothing. Thank you so much, except for love and appreciation, right? Cool. Yeah, my comments are not showing up in my streaming software. Uh, the only thing I get is this message. <laughs> so hopefully uh, that fixes itself. I'm gonna try uh, doing a couple of things here, but yeah, a little annoying, but uh, we'll get it solved. I can still see your comments though, so no, no big worry. I can still see your comments. Uh, I just, I don't know if I'll be able to pull them up until this thing uh, fixes itself. So uh, today's topic, Model Y. There was a tweet that was shared by our friend Sawyer Merritt. If you don't follow Sawyer on Twitter, please do follow him. Please do follow him. He shared a, a, a cool little news article here that reads, more Tesla Model Ys were sold in China last month than any other passenger vehicle, electric gas, compact sedan, SUVs, all included. So Model Y is the best selling vehicle in June in all of China, right? That's pretty insane. That's pretty insane. And the one thing we have to keep in mind is that this is before, this is before any of the uh, Shanghai improvements, factory improvements that were put in place or are being put in place uh, as we speak. I believe that shutdown started earlier this month, correct me if I'm wrong. So in June, it reached that milestone. What is it gonna do once we have that factory up and running all the way? And it looks like my comments are starting to come through. Thank goodness, but everything's duplicated. Thank you, Restream. <laughs> Just wants to make sure I don't miss anything. So one of the things that's uh, really exciting about that prospect of that news article is that it's really starting to show just how much of a um, lead Model Y is going to start creating here as every single factory is being ramped up into 2023. And so what I wanted to do for this uh, one live stream is to really walk through an exercise of, with everybody here, 
what are the implications that we could really see from Model Y actually becoming from all the signs and data points that we're getting the best-selling vehicle period in the world, right? So if we go back to Sawyer's tweet, we saw that Model Y in China, which is a market that's super nationalistic, meaning that um, either through forces by the government or not, it, it really uh, relies heavily upon its sort of local manufacturers. That, that's not to say that uh, that economy doesn't purchase foreign cars. Obviously, Tesla Model Y was the best-selling car in June, but a lot of um, a lot of local manufacturers, especially EV manufacturers, get a lot of push from the government, and the public tends to purchase those cars. Yet we have this American car maker who was able to negotiate with the Chinese government to essentially be 100% owned by Tesla, by an, which is the first time that's ever been done in the history of China, as far as I know, and. In the month of June, before any factory improvements that are, you know, set to go live here in the next few weeks, best-selling car in the country, period. Best-selling car, more than any other passenger vehicle. Um, yeah. So that that man that that already feels to me like a precursor for the words that were spoken by Elon as far as Model Y becoming the best-selling vehicle globally will come true. So let's run through a quick exercise. I have a spreadsheet that I've uh, put together for a long time that shows us or attempts to show us because this is all, <laughs> this is just me sitting down and doing some math, right? And I want to very, very clearly state that this is not at all investment advice. This is just something that I do for fun. And even though it's super nerdy and not a lot of people consider sitting in front of a spreadsheet fun. This is fun for me. But what I wanted to walk us through is, okay, what's going to happen here once Model Y, like what does it actually mean for Model Y to get to that point of best-selling car? So in 2023, so 2022, let's start with 2022. I have a target of 1.5 million cars sold total by Tesla in this year once it's done. It's probably going to be over or uh, what it's actually happened, what's actually going to happen here uh, for real. I haven't actually sat down and rejiggered some of the numbers, but I want to be slightly optimistic. And then once Q3 comes out, I'm going to actually go in and change it for the full year just to kind of get some confirmation of data that could potentially happen. But 1.5 million cars, uh, I'm estimating 850,000 of those being Model Y. Okay. Now, what does that mean within the context of every other vehicle? In 2019, which was before the pandemic, the best-selling passenger vehicle globally was Toyota Corolla. And that vehicle sold roughly 1.15 million units in that year, 1.15 million. Uh, Toyota Corolla at that time, the average selling price was roughly twenty dollars to $22,000. Um, but what's interesting about that is if we look into 2023, so next year, once we have every single factory ramped up, Berlin, Austin, the Shanghai improvements, any Fremont improvements, right? I'm estimating Tesla to do roughly 2.2, 2.3 million cars total for the year. And I'm estimating about 1.3 million of those is going to be Model Y, okay? And so if we take that assumption, 1.3 million already puts us above the Corolla numbers for 2019, which were pre-pandemic. 
we all know that during 2020, 2021, every single automaker has suffered great losses. Um, uh, they're, they're shrinking, except for Tesla and a few others that are out there, especially in China, and then all the brand new automakers like Lucid and Rivian and all those guys should be doing better this year just because they started at such a low, you know, when you start at zero, <laughs> there's only one way up, uh, one, one way to go but up. And I'm not trashing these companies. I think these companies are doing great things. They're advancing us to sustainable transportation, right? These are all great things. Uh, so 1.3 million. So what does that mean within the context of Tesla and how much money they're going to generate from that vehicle and what is it going to look like from an impact to society, right? So if we take that 1.3 million, and I jotted down some numbers here. So 1.3 million. If we take 1.3 million vehicles and then we base it off of the average selling price of a Tesla, Model Y, and I picked it to be around $70,000 per vehicle. And the way I did that, let me show you how I did that, is I went to the Tesla.com website. I pulled up Model Y. I went order now, did a purchase price, and I looked at these two numbers. I'm like, okay, so $66,000 for a Model Y long range or $70,000 for a Model Y performance. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna assume a lot of the sales are gonna go Model Y long range. Uh, some of them will probably buy a collar or two. So call it blue, you know, some of them. Some of them might wanna get fancy and buy the red for 2,000. Some folks will wanna add a wheel which is about $2,000. It's $2,000 to get the upgraded wheels for the non-performance version. Some people may wanna add a tow hitch, right? Some people might wanna get a wide interior, which is a thousand bucks. Some people might wanna add a seven, right? Some people might wanna add enhanced autopilot, but that's already included in the price of 66,000, okay? So if we go to continue payment, we can see that a Model Y long range uh, dual motor at base with the red paint, wheels, premium interior, seven-seater with enhanced autopilot, no full self-driving, just enhanced autopilot. Total is $80,000, okay, $80,000. So to be conservative, I said, you know what? I think the majority of the sales that are going to apply to Model Y is going to be around the range of Sixty-six to seventy thousand dollars, because as we know, a lot of people like to go fast, <laughs> and a lot of people are going to really enjoy having um, full self-driving capability as it gets better. So, and if we look at performance with just full self-driving added and none of the other options, actually, I'm sorry, all the other options are added here. My apologies. It's eighty-six thousand dollars. So I feel like seventy thousand dollars for a Model Y is Okay, I think that's a, that's a pretty conservative sort of price target for the car. In the comments, let me know if that is if you agree with that or not. So, what does that mean? Seventy thousand dollars, one point three million vehicles sold. I did some quick math here before the stream because I'm prepared. Oh my goodness! So, if it's one point three million Tesla Model Ys, which again, we if we go back to twenty twenty three, that's what I think is going to happen. Not investment advice, but that's what I think is going to happen in twenty twenty three. One point three million cars at uh, $70,000 ASP. Let me bring myself to a, a big face here. Hello. That's $91 billion in revenue. $91 billion in revenue. If you contrast that to the Toyota Corolla, which in 2019 was 
won five million, uh, and is bound to be significantly higher than whatever was sold in 2020 and 2021 due to the pandemic and everybody having chip shortages and all the known supply chain issues that everybody, you know, is aware of. Then that vehicle, if we assume, if we assume an average selling price of twenty-eight thousand dollars, which if we do a qu quick Google search, and I'll show you how I got that number. Toyota Corolla, Corolla average selling price. And I go to this website, which is very helpful, CarGurus. I don't know if you guys have heard of that website. Uh, you can view the average selling price by model, okay? This is probably gonna be in the United States. So CarGurus tracks tens of millions of used car listings every year. Someone assume this is in, in the United States, but it's, you know, it's probably applicable globally just with an exchange rate to the currency. Uh, 2019, it was about 21,000. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not even sh sharing my screen. Look, I'm such a rookie. I'm such a rookie. My goodness. 2019 is 21,000. 2020 is 23.5,000. 2021 is 25,000. And 2022 is 28,000, right? <laughs> now, a fair question would be, who would buy a Toyota Corolla for $28,000? Would you buy a Toyota Corolla for $28,000? I don't know. I don't know if I would, okay? But let's give Toyota the benefit of the doubt, and let's assume that there is a ton of demand for a Toyota Corolla at $28,000, and that their sales will recover to 1.15 million cars for that specific vehicle. 1.15 million Corolla sold times $28,000 per vehicle. That's a revenue of roughly $32 billion. If we compare that to the 91 billion of Model Y, Model Y is not only gonna have more units sold per year than the Corolla in the best case scenario for the Corolla and the Model Y, let's just be fair. These are both probably best case scenarios. Although some might argue that it's not for Tesla, but we'll set that aside. Um, 1.3 million vehicles for Model Y, 1.15 million vehicles for Corolla, 28,000. 70,000, that's 91 billion for Model Y in revenue, that's 32 billion for Corolla. Three, that's 3X, 3X, the best-selling passenger vehicle globally. Pretty freaking crazy, okay? But then you'll say, okay, you know what? The Corolla is a small sedan. What else does Toyota have that's gonna be super high volume, right? Because again, we're looking at best-selling vehicles here. We're selling units, the individual units that are being sold every single year. Because I, I really think, I, I'm trying to get to my point. <laughs> it's going to take a while, but I, there's a reason why I'm comparing large volumes, not necessarily cross-class, cross but large volumes. Um, the RAV4. So RAV4 is another car that a Toyota sells that is extremely popular globally. That one, on the research that I did, is about 1,070,000 cars per year in 2019, which was best case scenario, the Toyota RAV4, okay? That car sells uh, roughly from the research that I did online. The average selling price is about $32,000 if we take 2022 pricing, 32,000. If you compare that to the Corolla, which was 28,000, that makes sense, about $4,000 more expensive, roughly $5,000 uh, if you wanna just round up to sort of take the hundreds and round them up, okay? So the way to test that, to make sure that we had that right, what I like to do, is to go in, and I feel like I'm giving you guys a breakdown of how to do a little bit of analysis, <laughs> but if you guys are enjoying it, that's that's awesome. If not, I'm sorry, just bear with me. I'm gonna get to my point. So 
Model Y long range dual motor, we have to keep that in mind, is starts at 65.9. Okay. Then if we go and look at the Model 3 price, and we look at a similarly specced Model 3 long range, the dual motor is about $58,000. Okay. But the one thing we have to keep in mind here is that these are luxury vehicles. So $58,000, $65,000, that's roughly what, $8,000 difference. So the RAV4 for me going up to 32,000, I feel comfortable because it's on a lower price range and you're not going to have as much pricing elasticity between those two things, right? You're not going to have as much of an elasticity because people are much more uh, price conscious at that level. Now you could say, okay, you know what? Take the RAV4 to 35,000. We can do that. That's no problem. Let's take it up to 35,000. But here's the deal. That's a 10% increase, right? If we take 1.07 million RAV4s that are sold, and when we times that by the $32,000 that the RAV4 costs, let's say, that's roughly $34 billion in revenue. And then if we say, you know what, it was $35,000, take that up 10%, 37, 000, $37 billion in revenue. Model Y was 91 billion. <laughs> so it's still a massive, massive gulf in that, in that from a revenue perspective. But the key point here, I think, that's, I think it's it's kind of hard to follow um, in some circles, especially maybe on the bear side, is I think people are massively discounting just how transformative, and I think this is happening in some markets, just how trans transformative the mass number of Model Ys on the road uh, is going to be within the timing of where Tesla is going to be from a um, product perspective. So in a situation, so say fast forward to, to the end of 2023, uh, uh, beginning of 2024, and Tesla is able to sell that 2.3 million cars, which is will be well within their 50% year over year guidance of, of units sold. And 1.3 million of those is Model Y, which is very, very likely given the the amount of machinery and um, capacity they're building into their factories, 1.3 million Model 3s, Model Ys roughly, say they even just match the Corolla or are slightly above it, they can very easily come out and say, Model Y best-selling car globally. Not just EVs, globally. Model Y best-selling car globally. Boom. Headline. Every news article, every news site, Every single person is going to take that and run with that headline because it's Tesla and has the name and everybody's going to click on it. And it's a, it's a big achievement. Best-selling vehicle. Best-selling vehicle, most volume sold, period. Forget about the revenue it's going to generate. Units. Okay? And then you put that within the context of the fact that Cybertruck is going to be ramping and it's already going to be out there, right? People are going to see it. They're going to have in their headline, oh my God, Tesla has the best-selling car. And they're going to see this Cybertruck driving around. Holy crap, that's the company that's making the best-selling car makes that too. That's freaking cool, right? Within the context of robo-taxis launching potentially and full self-driving getting to a point where people are actually using it and it's generating revenue for the company. Oh crap, that's the company that's making the best-selling car in the world. That's the company that's making the car that's uh, uh, generating the most sales in the world from a dollar perspective. Like these are things people are gonna start thinking about within the context of what's going on on the road. And I don't know if you guys have seen this, definitely drop it in the comments below, but my area is like flooding. <laughs> I live in, in the Austin area, flooding with Teslas. Like literally it's, I would say it's probably the most common 
brand that I see lately on the roads. I'm not even kidding. There are some days where, where I'm confident that if I were to count the brands, like the different makers that are on the road, Tesla would be at or near the top. Now, if, if, you, if you count, say, <laughs> in a way I'm discounting Ford's uh, F-150s because every single construction company has those, okay? So I'm sort of eliminating pickup trucks right now because they just don't play in that arena and they don't have any competing car to that. But if we remove pickup trucks and look at just every other vehicle, Tesla blows everybody away. Now, when Cybertruck comes out, what is that gonna do? You know, in this area, I'm pretty confident that when Cybertruck comes out, they just win. They just outright, it, you know how you used to have punch buggy in the day? Like, I don't know if you guys would play punch buggy, you would see a Volkswagen Beetle on the road, you go, oh, punch buggy, ha ha, got you. You can't claim uh, anything that you can do to stop me or whatever, <laughs> you, boom, punch buggy in your face, or oh, hopefully your arm. <laughs> but if you have a mean friend, pow, right in the face, right? Tesla's becoming that. So when, when are people gonna start playing the, the, the punch buggy version of Tesla? And what would that game called be called? You know, punch Tesla. Saw one. Saw a Cybertruck. If I see a Cybertruck, I punch in the face. Model three in the, in the, nuts. I don't know. <laughs> okay, it's it's. Uh, I don't think culture is. Um, I th I think we're s somewhat discounting the the cultural impact of something like this happening. I think it's it's going to make a way bigger. Uh, difference to the um, overall acceptability of Tesla and it's going to take it to a brand new level and it's if you guys thought we were mainstream now I don't I don't think we're even close I don't think we're even close I think once those news articles come out the Model Y's best-selling car within the context of everything else that's happening it's going to take it to a completely different level and then we're going to have a mass of people that are going to join the community that are in the periphery right now that have no idea that this is even a possible thing for next year, that the Model Y will be best-selling car in the world, period. And they're gonna go and be like, holy crap. So Tesla is not just a car that, you know, that's just making uh, some cars for some people. They have the best-selling vehicle. Now, of course, it's $70,000. As we saw on average, most likely it's gonna be around $70,000. But what do you think is gonna happen once you have that mentality as a public and Tesla comes out with a cheaper vehicle or the Rubble Taxi, or they figure out how to bring the Model 3 down back to where it was at 35,000, right? It's insane. If you thought everybody wanted Tesla now, just wait. Now you can make an argument that, okay, so, well, they can say, well, everybody has one now, so nobody, you know, they're not gonna to wanna to buy a Tesla gonna to wanna to buy someone else's car, but who? <laughs> who? Who who else is gonna have nearly as much output by 2023, 2024 to be able to match the demand that's gonna generate from all those people sitting in the periphery wanting to buy a, uh, an electric car? I had a friend uh, when I was in Cancun on vacation. He's seriously considering buying an electric vehicle next year because his lease run, runs out on his BMW and this is a person that would have never bought an EV before. And now he's like, dude, I see freaking EVs everywhere and gas is so expensive and I, I, see, I see where this is going. And I need to get an EV. It's just Tesla has such a large backlog and I have to wait forever to get one. It's not gonna work out. I'm like, well, I would wait and see. You know, there's a lot of capacity being built. I would wait and see. 
because I think there there's a lot more going on there than than just waiting. I think that the waiting is going to come down dramatically as all factories are ramped up. And really, the reason why we haven't really heard much from <laughs> Elon, I bet you, in those last few weeks, and it seems kind of I can you know I can feel a little bit of like hesitancy or like. A little bit of, oh, I don't know what's going on right now from the community because, you know, they stressed out with the Twitter stuff. Like this is, while I was working at the company, these are the times when stuff gets done. This is when everything gets done at the company. When it feels like nothing, like there's uh, there's a lot of bad news or s crappy things are happening around the company with news articles or whatever. This is when everybody's nose down getting stuff done because everybody's really motivated. And don't forget that uh, those layoffs they had recently to sort of right-size the company those all those people are extremely motivated right now because they some of the blockages have been removed and uh they made sure that the people that are supposed to be working are working and now stuff is really 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 getting done so i couldn't help but just go down that train of thought when i saw that um, article that said model y is the best-selling car in china in june because boy is that a precursor for the entire world so I'm very excited about that. Anyway, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Drop it in the comments. Let's read some comments. And if you want to do come on live, I don't know how to use my computer. If you do want to come on and uh, ask a question or share a thought or comment, there's a link. The only thing I ask is that you have your video on, your video camera on, and you have decent audio. And that's it. Michael says, there are so many Tesla Model Ys in my area. It's totally normal to be driving around in pods of five or six of them. Uh, what area are you from, Michael? Because <laughs> there's been many times where I'll be on a traffic cloud and it's Model 3, Model Y, Model Y, Model S. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, F-150. You know? Barry says, I agree. Production and deliveries will be wild in 2023. It's, yeah, people are not ready. I think they're, they're, it's still being massively discounted for some reason. It's it's a lot of like wait and see, like wait and see for like what are we waiting and seeing? I f sound so biased right now. Is that bad? My guess is that other cars. Um, Marcus says, sorry. My guess is that other cars and Teslas and some Chinese brands will become extremely rare. Mercedes, BMW, VW, and Ford will face the same fate as old, uh, old German photo camera brands like uh, Role, Leica. Yeah, I mean, I could totally see that if they're not if they're not really jumping on really getting their production to where it needs to be, they're going to have the same fate. You know? Here's a question uh, from Not Sure. How big is the market for fifty dollars to $70,000 vehicles? Tesla will eventually have to move into lower price segments once they can keep up with demand for their existing models, and they will. Yeah, that, that's a really good question, but I think the, the one comment that comes up around that is that I think we may live in a time where we've massively repriced what people are willing to pay for a technology. And a lot of people draw... Uh, parallel to say uh, that the smartphone industry and, and Apple, for example. So Apple with the iPhone uh, redefined what it means to pay for a phone. Back in the day, you you would be caught dead trying to sell a phone to a person for a thousand bucks a month or a thousand dollars. Period. Right? People would. How much were people paying for a phone? Like a hundred bucks? And again, let's inflation adjust. So maybe two hundred bucks. Right? They weren't paying a thousand bucks, but that's the reason why it changed is because the iPhone and smartphones in general, excuse me, became much more than just a phone. 
They became a supercomputer in your pocket. They became a thing that would allow you to create media, you know, with like just record videos and stuff. They had a super powerful camera. They had a web browser. Okay. I think electric vehicles are, are following the ve a very similar sort of curve where they're not just a car. I mean, Tesla, would you say your Tesla is just a car? I don't think it's just a car. And do let me know. Maybe we'll create a poll. Let's do that. Let's create a poll and ask, and ask our uh, beautiful community. Let's see. Is Tesla, is a Tesla car just a car? And we'll ask it. And then while we have that poll up, we have our first guest and Richard is back. How's it going, my friend? Good, how are you doing today? Good, man, good, man. How can I help I, you? I, I, I think what you're saying is that when people see Tesla as a car, as opposed, that's, that's when we know the uh, world has changed. When it loses, um, the, kind of, the, the significant, so, it, you know, I, I think of it as like um, Bray lost the Toyota. Camry ended up being like the largest selling car in the United States, but it wasn't considered a Toyota. It was a Camry. It's a kind of that way. So when it kind of loses kind of mainstream, it loses that uh, title. It just becomes a car, but it's no longer like out of the ordinary. So that's when I think society is excited. I think you were, I think you were talking about the numbers for 2023. So you're saying this car revenue, Fifty billion dollars a year, which means gross profit. You know, if if you were talking about nine and another, you know, million cars at whatever the number you pick, you're and at a thirty percent gross profit, you're talking over forty-five billion in gross profit. Huge. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's that's probably notwithstanding the recession, right? It's notwithstanding the recession. Yeah, and yeah, I would. Wait, thank, thanks. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you're going down the right path. You're definitely going down the right path with that thought process, and and even put like the profit uh, profitability of the company aside. I think just a vast number of Teslas on the road are are really going to drive just not just the awareness, but like knowing that Tesla is the best selling car globally through headlines and everything, and then going out and people actually saying, oh yeah, you know what, you're right, because I freaking see them everywhere. I think those two things together are really gonna create a culture shift around what it really means to be mainstream. And then, so where we think about right now, Tesla's demand, you know, they have a year backlog, so say they have 2 million car backlog. I think those two things combine of, oh yeah, Tesla the best, has the best selling car globally, and I see them everywhere. I think it's going to make a lot of people very comfortable, uh, that, that were usually in the sidelines, very comfortable to truly consider Tesla being their next purchase. And then we're gonna go from say, f I don't know, two to three million, actual total buyers in the world right now, or maybe 5 million to 50 million. So it's going to be this sort of step change of how many people are actually willing to sit down and buy a Tesla vehicle. It's going to completely transform. Kind of like, yeah. Kind of like the S curve. That's exactly right. It's, it's going to be, yeah. that's exactly right. Those two things happening is going to be like the, the verticality of the S curve. And I think that's going to be the match that, that lights it. Yeah. But thank you, Richard. Thank you for sure, coming on, brother. Day. You have too, man. Bye-bye. Richard's awesome. I think Richard's been on for the last three in a row. Richard's the man.
All right, anybody that wants to jump on, we have the link right here. I just asked that uh, camera is good and audio is good. We did have a little bit of lag there with, with Richard, I think, with his audio, but that's okay. We work through it. We work through it. Uh, why don't these videos appear in podcast form anymore? I don't have time to watch on TV, but I always downloaded the pod. Yeah, so I, I've been a little behind getting those uploaded because I've been on vacation for the last, feels like forever, but uh, the first one just came on um, today. And then moving forward, there's, they're gonna, the backlog is going to be populated. So there's about five that we need to upload. But uh, yeah, those will be uploaded uh, soon. I'm a one-man show, so it's, uh, it's sometimes tough. <laughs> but I got you. They're going to be coming back. Don't worry. All right. We have another caller in, but I can't see his video. Let's see if we can help him fix that. Joshua, I see a black screen. Oh, he's got a... Can I see you? Are you there? Very laggy. I can you hear me? I think you're super laggy and glitchy. Try, uh, try see if you can find a better spot for your internet and, and uh, close out and try back in and see if uh, it's better. All right, cool. All right, so we'll let uh, Joshua fix his uh, camera and then we'll have him back on. Perfect, awesome. How is Model Y 4680 consumption compared to 2170? Anyone? Um, I do, I, I believe Monroe has a Model Y with a battery pack that's ready to be uh, analyzed. And I think Corey just posted a video saying that they're working hard to uh, get in there and figure out what's going on. It's just, I think the foam is very hard to work around. That's the biggest uh, limiting factor. Shout out, Jordan. Yeah. Um, all right. What other questions do you guys have? Any, any other observations around the Model Y that you'd like to talk about? There's another comment here. It'll be, it will be just a car in 2030 the same way as today. An iPhone is just an iPhone, but today's cars will be what today Nokia 5150 is. Yeah. And is the 51, or sorry, the 5110. 5110 was the brick, right? <laughs> that was the thing you could sh like sh throw at windows or like the floor and it would like leave a hole in the floor <laughs> in concrete. Um, yeah, that, that's a great point. I think, I think the utility of a car long-term is going to be completely redefined. And what it means to be a car really is gonna transition qu quite a bit, you know? We have another color on, we have Magnus. Magnus, can you hear me, my friend? Yeah, Are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. You're yeah. a little soft, okay. but it should be good enough. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm, little, okay. I'm uh, quite a little blur. Sorry. No problem. How can I help you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going in. I thought I was like going into the lobby, so I was oh, oh, immediately <laughs> into the stream. So uh, <laughs> not really prepared for a question or anything. Just we move fast here. We move yeah, fast. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. That's right. What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, I just uh, listening. And uh, enjoying the show, basically. So <laughs> I don't you. really have anything to share. Just a okay. big thumbs up for your live streams. Okay. So thank you, man. Yeah. I really appreciate that, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I, re I really appreciate you. And uh, yeah, thank you for stopping in and uh, sharing your thoughts, man. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank bye. You. Bye. Bye. That was so sweet. Aw. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh my God. Buck <laughs> in the flesh. How's it going, dude? What's up, Farzad? 
What's good to up? see you, man. Good to see you. How you been? Yeah, been great, man. I, I don't like to hear this and don't like to take time for it, but kudos to you, man, with what you're doing on the channel. It's like you're taking the Tesla work ethic and, and, and the ideas and applying it to YouTube. You're doing different stuff, man. It's awesome. Really Thank appreciate you, it. brother. I really yeah. appreciate that, man. Yeah. It's yeah, one of dude. those, like, I, I'm constantly, like, thinking, what can I do that's that's different? Or I don't even know if it's better or worse, but, like, I want to keep it fresh. And I just can't help but experiment and have this anxiety of, like, oh, my God, I'm not trying something different, you know? So uh, yeah. that's super kind, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. And then that's that, really kind. Well, yeah, so compliments to you, man. So, yeah, just a quick comment. And I, I was thinking right when you said this about comparing it to Apple and iPhones. I mean, that's, I think... You know, we think a lot about what Tesla can do and what they can do to move forward EVs. But a lot of it, I think, is just going to be time. I think once people sort of get over um, the the hesitance to move towards EVs, it's going to more naturally progress. I mean, you know, before somebody would buy an iPhone, they thought it was just crazy. Like, what do you need all that stuff for? You know, I can make I can make a call on my phone right here. Why do I need to do GPS and all the other things that go along with it? But now you got grandmas and grandpas they're all using iPhones, right? So, That's right. You know, so in, in due time, I think it's just going to naturally sort itself out and Tesla's going to be killing it. And to your point, it's not just a car and it won't be. So, Yeah, no, that's a great observation. It's, it's, it's hard not to draw that parallel, I feel like. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. sometimes I feel like the media are like on the bear side, they're like, well, it's not just the phones. You can't draw the parallel, but like, man, it's like, it's hard not to because it's, it's, it's acceptance of the next generation of technology within that space right so telecommunications yeah. it went from just from just phone to do everything thing in your in your pocket transportation mm -hmm. is going to go from death machine that you have to struggle with with other people on the road to thing that takes you from point a to point b you can enjoy like you would your house with entertainment so on and so forth like why why wouldn't it be that thing you know why wouldn't it be that thing yeah. so yeah i i think a lot of us are on the same wavelength but i i still feel like it's not well understood I, which which blows yeah. my mind, you know, but we'll yeah, see. yeah, and it, right. may be, it, it may be the iPhone. We may get rid of phones down the road. Who knows? Right, exactly. <laughs> It'll be the phone in the, the pocket. Car. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. We're always yeah, on the road. Around. Yeah, yeah good deal, Thank man. you so much for coming on, brother. Like, really appreciate yeah. your kind words, man. Yeah, You're take a care. Big fan Mary, of the show, Mary. man. Yeah, absolutely. Mary Bar rules. Take care. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> take it easy, brother. Bye. See you, man. That's awesome. Buck is the man. Buck's been around for a while, ever since we started, I think, and he's been following the channel. So, dude, I, I really appreciate Buck so much. Uh, Magnus, I see a logo, but I can't see you. Can you hear me? Uh-oh. Magnus might be an AI that nobody can hear. Oh, my goodness. All right. Magnus, oh, I don't know if you did can... I, did I pop in again? Why did I yeah, do that? Do I, have, do I have to leave again? I'm sorry, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. You would have this. to leave. That's right. Oh, yeah, sorry, it's sorry, okay. Yeah. You're good, bro. <laughs> okay. You're good. Have a good one. <laughs> I love it. Look at this. Everything's nothing's scripted, guys. You think this is scripted? I don't know what I'm doing. Do I look like I know what I'm doing? Psh. Never believe it. Never believe that I know what I'm doing. All right, we got two guests at the same time. I'm gonna bring in uh, Wolf first, and then I'm gonna go to Joshua next. All right. Actually, we'll do. I'm gonna do Joshua first because I think I think he's got his audio figured out now. We got Joshua. Yes. All Can right. I got you, bro. How's it going? Okay. Hey, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, so uh, before the, um, I don't know if you can talk about pandemic on YouTube, but before that situation, 
uh, we got reports that over 50% of the world's population is in urban areas. Hmm. Like, I think that was 2019, maybe a little before. Yeah. Maybe it's reversed a little bit since then. But how do you see vehicle ownership in the future if um, you could effectively run a efficient robo-taxi network, at least in the big cities? And Yeah. I think I think that's a great question. It's it's one that that is it's hard to sort of wrap your head around until you have um, until it goes live because there's so many different variables that go along with it, right? So what's mm-hmm. one of the first variables is when you when you have super densely populated areas and you have a bunch of say self driving electric vehicles, what does that mean for parking, right? So that's one big one that that comes up because now you have literally it's like you just have things moving at all times. And then the percentage of cars that are not going to be moving is going to go down tremendously. So that's one. And then two is the number of vehicles you would need to move the same amount of people around is going to come down theoretically because you have way better Mm -hmm. utilization of vehicles. But I think the variable that gets missed in that calculation is the cost of entry for the vehicle, I think is going to come down tremendously. Whereas now you would have to pay I don't know, especially like say New York City, because that's the one I'm most familiar with uh, when I used to live in Pennsylvania. It it costs an arm and a leg to pay for fuel and for parking and for the car and for tax and for tags and everything. So the total cost of uh, ownership for a vehicle is through the roof. And even if you wanted to use Uber as an example, it's still quite uh, quite a bit of money you have to pay every month. Whereas if you had a full self-driving car that runs on electric uh, 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 electricity and you have solar and batteries to really bring down the cost of that uh, car, uh, running that car, then you go to pennies on the dollar. So you have a lot more people that are gonna be able to afford that technology and being able to move around an electric vehicle. So I'm on the camp that I think the net number of vehicles is gonna go up over time for sure. Because the the cost of entry for that technology is going to be very accessible, and um, but but it's hard to predict what that's going to look like and how long it's going to take. It might take twenty years. It might take a hundred years. But if everybody has access to move around in a private self driving car, why wouldn't everybody use it if it's like literally pennies on the dollars? And sort of that's where I stand. Especially if it's got TVs and you can play video games on it. Right. Feels like a pretty badass thing. I don't know if that answers the question, but that's that's kind of how I think about it. Real, real quick, the, the uh, you said net number of vehicles. Do you mean that the total vehicles that are autonomous, or the total vehicles that are driving at the on the road at the same time? Uh, both, both. Okay. So they're so think- they're both gonna like, yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna go from a hundred million cars sold a year to three hundred million cars sold a year, if if that helps, because I, I think that okay. as long as they're full self driving, yeah. yeah. I could be 100% wrong, though, so don't take me as gospel, but that's how I think about it. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on, man. I got you. Appreciate the question. Yeah, thanks. Take it easy, man. Bye. All right. Uh, We're bringing our next guest. Uh, We have uh, two folks on the waiting list. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, let's see, Vasily next, and then we'll do uh, Elex next. All right. How you doing, my friend? Hey, good, man. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, sir, I can. Might a little low, but I can boost you on my end. 
or you can get closer, whichever works. What's up? I get louder. So, hey, so I think the democratization of, of media is the most important thing in terms of Tesla selling vehicles. I don't think they need to advertise. I don't think uh, advertising is the way. I think that I think that advertisers are basically propping up these media companies. And I think that the fact that Tesla uh, is saying that they don't want to do that is is going to is going to solve the problem of basically this uh, feedback loop of advertisers paying media media benefiting from that. And, and I just feel like once those models go bust, Tesla and the democratization of of uh, of media is going to it's going to proliferate and it's going to cause I mean, it, it, people are going to have way more stock in, in individuals like you who are on YouTube you're going to be getting an audience. I mean, people like, like, uh, like, you know, what's his name? Tom, Tom Nash was on the other day, have a way bigger audience than people on MSNBC and on Fox. Uh, there's a couple of personalities on these, on these major networks that do, that do better. Uh, but I mean, you guys are the future and you know that, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely feels like there is a trend to more individual voices for sure that are driving um, the conversation. There, there's definitely a move away from, from networks and uh, companies that are you know, basically the ones that are driving information forward. Uh, and it feels weird to say that as somebody who's part of that YouTube game now, and I'm one of those like individuals that's, that's part of that democratization of media, if, if, as you called it. But um, I, I think that's a very interesting point. And so I guess what you're envisioning is over time, as there's more and more of that, because there's so many voices that are independent, that are pro-Tesla, they are the ones that are really going to drive the message of, hey, don't listen to these surface level news articles that are coming out from these networks. It, like listen to the individuals that actually understand the company. And as more and more trust grows within those circles, then more and more people are willing to buy the car. Is that sort of how you're it's thinking about it? Even just trust its eyeballs, right? It's like they, they, okay. they're monetizing eyeballs. They're monetizing viewership. And viewership, yeah. I mean, right now in this, in, this, uh, in this economy, in this world that we live in, trust is at a premium. Truth is at a premium. And they are not they are not purveyors of trust or truth. They, you know, so, I mean, they're not purveyors of trust, which is, which is, you know, truth, which is causing people not to trust them, which is causing people to flock to, to YouTube. And some of the stuff on YouTube is terrible. Some of the people are terrible, <laughs> writing garbage. I mean, that is part of the problem with democratizing, uh, yeah. you know, content is that a lot of it's going to be trash and there is a lot of trash on there. And, you know, you're one of the good ones. There's a lot, you know, oh, you. <laughs> you know Stephen, Stephen's my like go-to hype man. You know, yeah, sure. If I'm feeling bad about the stock, I'll just go to him. But like <laughs> this whole ecosystem now that's kind of popped up and like we know, you know, you kind of we see the new personalities that are trying to make it through and they're kind of like not really contributing. It's not, it's you know, it's not for me, but like there's there's five or six guys now in the Tesla community that are, if I, if I, I feel very good about this stock. I feel very good about this company. And I wouldn't feel that way if I, if, if I was, if my only source of information was MSNBC or, or, or CNBC or Fox or or CNN because you know, you know I feel like there's there's back new there's backroom ploys to get you know they're they're shorting stocks they're doing stuff yeah I just don't I just don't trust any of that stuff why yeah would I? yeah no I think that's a great observation it's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out and honestly I'm. I, Thank you for uh, grouping me with the good ones because <laughs> it's still such a new experience for me. But yeah, that, that's a great observation and I agree with you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for yeah. jumping on and, and sharing your thoughts, man. Appreciate sure. you. Take it easy, brother. Bye. All right. This is great. We got a lot of participation here. We got another one. 
Elex, is that did I pronounce your name right, sir? Close enough. It's Alex, but yeah. oh, Alex. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you, you should you no. Know, the name like mine. I should be like, oh my god, can you pronounce it first? And I'm like over here trying out names. Alex, how you doing, my friend? <laughs> doing outstanding. How about yourself? I'm doing great, man. How can I help you? Yeah. So, so you know, to your question of uh, is Tesla just a car? And, and I would say today, t- in in 2022. Um, yeah, it's just a car, right? I mean, I mean, it does way more than any car I've ever driven. And you can tell by my beard, I'm pretty old now, right? Like, <laughs> it does more than any car I've ever driven, better than any car. But I just use it to drive. I think that what's going to really change the game is two things. One, when full self-driving is full-fledged, no regulatory limitations on it, I think that's going to change the game. And two, vehicle to grid or vehicle to home or whatever, when I can use my vehicle, to, to mm. do more than just get it and drive, right? So when I can put my car out there and tell it to go out there and drive drive people and be be an automated Uber, Uber yeah. easy money, right? And then also when when I can tell it to back up my house in in a in a grid down situation, easy money, right? I, I will gladly uh, spend the extra to to get up to that next level. Yeah. So. That's those are great observations. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I think I think what's cool about the Tesla ecosystem is that and the technology is that all those two things we you know full self driving is obviously well known, but vehicle to grid is something that I feel like they can just do like that. And I, I still don't yeah. understand why they haven't done it because it would be such a cool competitive advantage. And yeah, it might be an extra thousand bucks per vehicle, but if it takes your demand from you know, it's it's probably a demand thing to be completely honest, because I think once they get to a point where the capacity of the the demand of the uh, public is at the point where you would bring on say 20, 30 percent more buyers, and they have the capacity to actually build those cars, I think at that point they would do vehicle to grid. And it, it, to your point, it will add yet another layer of hey, guess what? This is not just a car. It's like a do everything thing that does media and drives you. And like you said, and, and the point of a backup, now the car is, you know, adding juice to your to your to your vehicle. Do, would you have a use for that today if, if the car was able to add electricity back to the grid or to your house rather? So so absolutely right. So I, right now I have Tesla Solar with with two uh, power walls. Um, mm-hmm. Looking at them right now, I'm sitting in my garage and. Nice. Uh, uh, I'm up here in, in, in Virginia, uh, outside of DC. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, we had that major, uh, uh winter storm that blew through. And a lot of folks out here were, were without power for well into a week. In fact, I was one of the people that was inviting people over to my house. Like, Hey, you know, have power? <laughs> I do come on over. Um, but you know, at one point, you know, a couple of days in, we were down to like, you know, the wire, like we were like looking at the, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, remaining battery power we were down to the single digits and you know that's when you start to really you know your concern it my, my roof is probably you know 30 plus feet up and wait for me to get up there and knock the snow off the uh the panels yeah. um but if i had my car i would have been able to you know i don't even know how much more capacity this car is uh yeah. the, my, the model y is than, than the power wall but it would have been an, an amazing amount more you know, several yeah. more days of, of power. Two to three X, at least, I would say. Oh, yeah. Because oh, I yeah. think because the power wall is what, like 10 kilowatt hours, and then two of them is 20. Model Y pack is 70. So that's three X right there, at least. So yeah. awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing, man. Appreciate it. All right. You. you have a great day. You too, man. Take it easy. Bye. Awesome. All right. We got Wolf. What's up, Wolf? Hey. Hey, how's it going? I'm back how's again. How's it going, man? Welcome back. So, yeah. So, um, 
you know, I'm super positive on Tesla, but I do think we have to be a little careful um, comparing the difference between a Tesla and a car to a, you know, a cell phone and a smartphone. Okay. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot less difference there, right? Um, actually, I had a word better, better earlier, but basically, um, you know, the things that uh, the Teslas will bring are definitely a couple things. You know, you got your FSD, but that's still your robo-taxi, but that's still driving, right? You're going to have some entertainment, but you're not going to be able to take pictures with your car. You're not going to use it as your camera. You're not going to use it to make sure your table's level, right? There's so many extra things that the smartphone bought to, brought to a phone mm. that I think there will be things. I mean, you can use your Tesla as a tent, right? There are definitely features, and I think it's absolutely going to be the best car, right? Mm. I mean, I, I think the Tesla are going to be the best cars, but I think comparing the difference to the, the what cell phones brought, I think it's a little, little further than I would go, right? Okay. But I do agree. Okay. I think Teslas will be the best car. They will be more than a car, but not quite to that degree. Okay. Um, yeah, I, think, I mean, I. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, unless you really think robo taxi is is something truly different, but I also kind of see that as just driving you somewhere, right? Yeah, I, the the way I th so I thank you for sharing that, and I, I completely respect it. I think I think I would the way I would push back is I would say I think there is a market for a like an autonomous vehicle long term to become a replacement for your house in some way. So I think there's going to be a market of of people out there that are going to be, say, road nomad, nomads. Like I have a friend, I won't name him because he probably listens to this, but like, I don't, you know, whatever. Um, it, I think he would be perfect for that sort of market because he loves just going out and just being in remote areas, but he doesn't want to settle on an area. If you yeah. had an autonomous vehicle, like say a self-driving RV, uh, and Tesla were able to offer something like that, I think at that point the car becomes something uh, significantly more because you have all these multiple uses of of that car. Now, of course, you won't have it as an, it's not like equivalent to being able to do a million things through apps, but I think it, it broadens the definition of what a transportation vehicle is so largely that I would say um, percentage of people that would buy the, the technology now with its additional value would be, uh, sort of similar to a smartphone yeah. versus a Nokia. So that's kind of how I think about it. Yeah, um, no, that, I, I, I would say I generally agree. I think, I think we're going at the same I point. I think we're pretty aligned, ways. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think the amount of uses won't be as good, but you're right. If you look at it as like the market and the, the value it brings to just the phone and Tesla's a company, or I mean the car and Tesla's a company, yeah, I think you're generally right. I think it's going to be, I mean, I think it's going to be bigger than phones from yeah. that respect. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So. No, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you yeah. for sharing your thoughts. Cool. We'll come back anytime. Yep. Take it easy, brother. Bye. Bye. Awesome. We got we got so much, uh, so many people coming on. This is awesome. My boy. It's my boy. Can you hear What's me? What's up, bro? Yes, sir. This time I can. <laughs> How you What's doing? That? Hey, I'm good, man. I just got about your on. It's like, oh, got a hot. Yeah, yeah. You're you're you are cutting in and out a little bit. It's a little bit Ooh. laggy on your end. I'm not sure what's what might be where you are sitting in your house, but um, Nick Nicholas Nicholas Gibbs. He has the uh, channel Investing Against the Grain. Make sure you go check it out. He's my boy. He's uh he's from Spain just like I am, and uh, we never talk in Spanish because why would who would ever do that? You know what I'm saying? So, okay. uh, but yeah, how's it going? Good. Is it still breaking up? It's still breaking up, yeah. It's still breaking up, unfortunately, yeah. yeah well, um, let me try one more. Thing. Let me see. Did that work? Did that still work? There? Right. Maybe. Yeah, try it again. 
All right, we're talking that now, testing to see if there you go. It's That's breaking. a little bit better. A little bit better. Okay, cool. Hey man, uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I got episode out. Nice. I haven't talked a lot about it, but uh, yeah. Somebody who's out there who hasn't used it, it's happening. It, it's definitely going to happen. Not even a question. And I'm the highest of hopes happen it's not even a question fsd base is going to be the real deal it's not perfect but man i tried that took more than one disengagement or one the entire 24 straight hours i was it's legit it's next level but it's coming nice i'm glad to hear that yeah yeah, it, it, it definitely cut in and out, but I think we got the overall message. You got FSD beta. It's coming. Very little disengagements. For those that are doubting it, be ready because it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Awesome, dude. But I'll, I'll let you go if I'm breaking up. I'll talk to you okay. later. <laughs> All right. Nicholas will be on my channel on Wednesday for earnings next week. I'll see you then. Peace. Take it easy, brother. brother. All right. We got Juan. How you doing, sir? Hey, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? Are you driving right so, now? I'm doing. How do I sound? You sound you sound okay, but you sure you can drive and, and be on on this at the same time? You comfortable with that? <laughs> oh yeah, we got we got autopilot. Tesla's just taking care of us right now. <laughs> okay. okay. No, I, roads are good. Just a quick question. Okay. So, right. um, I use. I'm currently using Tesla to, to drive uh, with Uber, and I wanted to know what your thoughts are on with the Model Y coming out and it's going to be blowing up. You know, how do you think that is going to affect the rideshare business as a whole, uh, seeing as how Tesla is going to be getting in there with uh, the full self-driving? Yeah. Yeah, I think Model Y is going to be a very big vehicle for ride sharing because of it's got like the perfect size to be a, uh, a, a multi-person hauler, right? So I think it's going to do really well from that perspective. People are going to be comfortable. You're going to be able to rent it out as a um, sort of also like a luxury car with an Uber, not renting, but like people can can sort of sign up with Uber luxury or whatever it's called. So it's going to do well there. Um, it has very low running costs, so it's going to do well there. I think the cost of entry might be the only limiting factor for that car. But as far as a rideshare vehicle, I think Model Y is going to be really, really good, especially within the Tesla network. Once they open that up, I think it's going to do It's probably going to be the most popular car in the, in the, in the, in the network. And it would make sense because if it does get to best selling car globally, then I think naturally it's going to be the best, the most popular rideshare vehicle in that network. So that's how I think about it. Let me know if that answers your question. Oh. Yeah, and do you think there's any chance of there being a partnership between Tesla uh, and Uber, or seeing how Uber has the most data when it comes to customers' driving habits and how much rides they need to have and where they need to go? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I think what's going to end up happening is Tesla is going to come out with their own network. 
and they're going to compete against Uber because it would make a lot more sense for them to do that. I think Uber will still buy, say, say Tesla vehicles because Tesla is not going to block anybody from buying them. But I, I foresee Tesla coming out with an Uber competitor versus them partnering up with Uber and allowing sort of like Uber to use their cars for that network strictly with a partnership, if that makes any sense. I think Tesla would have the know-how and the technology to come out with a competitor. Yeah. All right. Yeah, awesome. Thank good, you man. for coming Appreciate on, man. Time. Appreciate you. Thanks. Take it easy. Bye. Magnus is back. What's up, bro? Yeah, hello. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just uh, had a question. Oh, well, actually, um, a bit of a question about your opinions on and thoughts about the um, potential for Tesla when it comes to, like, they have Starlink, they have uh, the FSD, the Robotaxi potential. And they have, well, well, not technically Tesla, but Elon's company's boring company. If you combine all that, what happens with the cities? Basically, right. I mean, and the Tesla boat. I mean, if Tesla boat replaces like 90 to 95% of all labor, then we don't need to cluster all the people around the factories anymore. Right. And then we can go go nomading, basically, and, and exactly still do right. Like creative work on the roads, we can sleep on the roads in our cars. So, what are your opinions? You know, like, I guess this is like a hundred years ahead in the future. In the future, will the cities shrink, or will we still cluster together in super cities? Or what's your take on that? I mean, yeah, I mean that's a really good question. That's yeah. a really good question. I think I think what's the the most obvious thing is that there is going to be some sort of synergistic uh, effect between all the companies is built. Like that's, there is no yeah, way you're going to yeah. stop that, right? So yeah. the question becomes, what does that mean? <laughs> Which is exactly yeah. what you're asking, right? Yeah. Um, I think if transportation's really cheap and tunnels allow uh, very easy transportation between say clusters of uh, businesses and homes and whatever you want to call it. So, uh, and, and the fact that you're gonna have solar and batteries that are going to sort of sprawl out on the land a little bit because you yeah, yeah. you're gonna need surface area. I think you'll probably end up having an effect where we're gonna go away from uh, as much density uh, in, in a certain area and it's gonna become more sprawled. Yeah. Um, I think, I think. Yeah. Now, the, the cool thing about tunnels, like Elon's talked about, is that if you do have them in say a vertical configuration where you can go 10 deep, uh, as an example, you've removed the 2D limitation of a road and now you have 3D roads which are, are going to be able to much more easily allow you to have super dense centers for people yeah. to live on, you know? Yeah. But then the question becomes, who wants to do that? <laughs> like yeah. who wants to be yeah. packed tightly again? In the, say, I mean, people live in New York City for a reason. It's awesome. But I feel like sure. if it's, it becomes super cheap to have a, a, a sprawling nature of uh, like a sprawled nature of a, of a sort of civilization where it, really the only limiting factor is land, yeah. then why wouldn't people go for that? Because you just get more room. And then if you need yeah. to go somewhere, it's super cheap and super fast. You go into, on the Hyperloop, you're there in 20 minutes. Who cares if it's 20 minutes in a Hyperloop or 20 minutes walking? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So okay. that's how I think about it. That's yeah, how I yeah. think about it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It really, it really liberates the uh, planning of. Uh, I mean, the only thing that limit that is limiting us then it's the resource extraction. And, exactly. Uh, and that could be taken care of by the Tesla bot, for instance, and all the That's automated right. machinery. So yeah. 
You got it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Thank you, Magnus. Yeah. Thank you for coming yeah. on, brother. Yeah, thank you. Bye, bye. Take it easy. Bye. Awesome. All right, we'll go with Peter next. Uh, actually, we'll go with Ryan. Ryan's was oh, Ryan is Ryan there? Let's try it. Ryan. Hey, man, how you doing? Good, man. How you doing? Good. Um, how can I help you? Yeah, I, uh, I was going to say, you know, I've been listening to you for a while, and I appreciate your channel. Um, yeah, you. I just wanted to ask you what yeah, there was a caller that came on earlier, you know, a couple ago that said about um, FSD. Um, I also feel that we're pretty close here to getting that solved. Um, how how far away do you think regulation is behind that, though? I think that's, mm. you know, that, that's what I'm thinking. I think in, I'm thinking that we'll solve for FSD, but kind of be stuck waiting on the regulation, um, you know, to, to follow that. So that for actually, you know, something to, to take off. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'm starting to see a lot of fun, you know, about about accidents and stuff like that. So I know oh, yeah. I know we're getting close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know sure. we're getting close, you know. So, yeah. Well, what's exactly. your thoughts on that? That's a really good question. I think that's that's going to be the limiting factor. Shout out Jordan Gisagi, limiting factor uh, for full self-driving being adopted, uh, say, for the next decade. However, the way I see it playing out, my opinion, I could be wrong, but the way I see it playing out is that the U.S., there's areas in the U.S. that are friendly with full self-driving. Uh, so I think cities in Arizona, there's cities in California. I think uh, with Elon having a lot of more influence in Texas now, I think Texas is going to become a big hub for full self-driving technology um, because, you know, Elon has a lot of business here and Texas is super uh, business friendly. So the last thing they want to do is piss off one of your best employers, right? So I right. think that sort of uh, dynamic is going to create um, small pockets within the United States, call it. Uh, that are going to be large population centers that are going to be testing and actually using this technology in full, say, starting end of next year. That's that's my sort of a, a prediction. And then from that oh. point forward, as the usability of that technology becomes obvious and the cost effectiveness and the safety of that technology becomes obvious, I think other jurisdictions in the United States are going to be forced to take it seriously, especially in a recessionary environment. Say next year we do go recession or and let's say we have some so a lot of hardships from a financial perspective because of all the stuff that's going mm -hmm. on. And then full sure. self driving and self driving cars become the obvious cost, uh, uh, an obvious cost benefit because they're so cheap to run. I think a lot of jurisdictions are going to have no other option but to take on the technology and work closely with companies, it doesn't just have to be Tesla, it can be whoever's making self-driving technology to make this a reality. And I think that's going to build a ton of momentum. And then in other areas, they're going to see, oh my God, like, look at how much, uh, look at how much, how happy the people are. Look at how great this technology mm -hmm. is. This is like a no-brainer thing for us. We have to get on the train and I think the snowball starts. Um, so I think end of next year, we'll see legitimate use cases for FSD that are being used uh, in places around the country. And then as, a dec as the years and decades roll along that you have the snowball yeah. effect that you know probably within 20 years everywhere is going to have some sort of rules around being able to use a full self-driving car let me know if that answers sure yeah no, no that's good um and you, you got time for one more oh uh, yeah quick one we have somebody uh waiting in, in the deck yeah but yeah go for it okay well you know i don't know how long you, you you've been invested but um you know i just kind of got into this thing um late last year like december january beginning of the year uh mm -hmm. but you know, from, from watching you guys on YouTube and stuff like that. And my, my buddy's dad has an S so I rode, mm -hmm. I rode that thing and, and that's what sold me. Um, I'm pretty, I'm all in now, you know, I think, I think this is going to be it, you know? Um, and so 
Uh, I think I seen a, a an article on uh, Motley, you know, Fool or whatever it was, talking mm-hmm. about Tesla. If you bought Tesla, if you invested like just say ten grand, you know, ten years ago, or uh, you know, it'd be worth like one point one mil. Uh, do you think mm-hmm. that's possible over the next you know ten or fifteen years for something like that again to happen? That's that's a very good question. So I just to give you some background, I've been invested since twenty twelve. So I've been uh, invested okay. for about ten years, uh, and I was super lucky to catch it early and. And all that good yeah. stuff. So, uh, not investment advice. Don't listen to anything yeah, yeah. I say. Do your own research, right? But yeah, yeah. I should have. I should have said that. But yeah, I got you. It's all good. It's all good. The uh, the way I think about the valuation of Tesla is if full self driving um, happens, which I think it will, and if bot happens, which I think it will, then the a ten x plus is well within the grasp of the company simply from a valuation model and just thinking mm-hmm. about the value those technologies are going to create, right? But it hinges sure. on the market accepting that that's a thing. And then once uh, it becomes a right. thing, then they're going to have no other choice but to assign a value to the stock based on how much money those things generate. So if full self-driving works sure. and the bot works, the sky's the limit. So right, um, right. yeah. But well, those are the two technologies to follow to test that thesis to see if you're comfortable with it. Um, oh. Yeah, so that, that, that'd be my answer to your question. Yeah, cool. Awesome, All right, man. man. Hey, well, thanks. Take it Thank easy. Thank brother. You too, yeah. man. All right. Next caller, viewer, Peter. How's it going, man? I'm fine. Thank you. Greetings from you. Thank you very much for this live stream. Uh, um, sure. Peter, you're cutting out a little bit. I, I, I missed where you're from. Belgium. Oh, Belgium. Okay, got it. Yeah, you're cutting in and out. So go ahead and ask your question. Let's see if, you, if we can hear you clearly, and then uh, we'll see if we can uh, make this happen. Are you still there? Uh-oh, you just went red line. Okay. You just went red line on me, which means that your internet's not, not great on your end. But I'm going to... Close you out and then see if uh, you can get that addressed on your end. You might just have to sit on a different area of your of your home, potentially. But uh, yeah, good luck. All right. Last few minutes of the stream, we'll add the uh, link again if you want to jump on and uh, ask a question or um, share your thoughts. This has been a super fun stream. A lot of participation. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and sharing your thoughts. And if you enjoy what you're watching so far, hit the like button and you'll get absolutely nothing except for love and gratitude. Oh, so cute. So cute. <sighs> I'm so silly. I have problems. All right, let's try Peter again. Peter, are you there? Yeah, I'm going to try again. <laughs> I think that's better. Okay, I have to change the Wi-Fi. Well, okay, greetings from Belgium. Uh, I follow many years, and what I see lately for is the make more and more uh, the hot wheel sorry peter you're still cutting out a lot you're cutting out a lot still I, it's very hard to understand it's like it's all i don't know what you're saying sorry <laughs> uh, uh wait i'm gonna I... all right we're gonna try a different spot we're gonna try a different spot i'm gonna bring on somebody else that just jumped on so and then i'll come back to you peter let's see if uh, your connection gets better all right oh donald welcome back my friend how you doing Uh, you might be muted. I can't hear you. Uh, yeah, you're muted, Donald. You're muted. Yeah, I can't hear you. How there about you that? Now he's okay. here. <laughs> How's it going? Okay. Oh, 
but also oh, are you still there? To it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Uh, right there. Okay. Okay. So let's start this here. Go for it. Tesla is chome. Okay, mm. it's been said several times. So it's going to run away with everything. But from the subject here, um, it will dominate. But there's a lot of things that are that would probably make it a little bit better. Um, like Tesla is, you know, the FSD, it's like recognizing everything. But wouldn't it be cool if it recognized each other? Mm. You know, the other Teslas that are coming, mm. like maybe a little signal that comes. So like when it's still trying to avoid the environment, it also can um, coordinate with, other Teslas, maybe a Tesla is putting out an emergency signal. And so a Tesla might just kind of veer off and let that guy go through. Or, you know, it's making its way downtown and or like an emergency vehicle is going through. You know, I can see that. But also, you know, the the, the tunnels that you're talking mm -hmm. about, mm -hmm. you know, I, I agree that it's really cool. But what if... Um, Tesla made something specifically for cities and specifically for um, – because he said uh, – Elon said um, traffic in cities is what's the problem, not right. um, in suburbs and counties and stuff like that. Right, right. right. And so he's ta we're talking about tunnels, right? But also it's like if there's a three-lane road going through a city – why not make it a four lane or a five lane or, you know, right. or two lane going through and make it a three lane. That way you get 50% more throughput. Well, right. how do you do that? Well, you make your cars single wide, not double wide. Right. I don't know if this was covered. I came to the uh, no, stream good. late. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, that's, that's but some, like, like yeah. the, 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 the wheelbase is, uh, what, like seven feet and a lane mm -hmm. is 10 feet. Okay, or 12 feet inside a city, right? Archimoto is like five feet, but if it were like four feet and just city specific, then you can have two lanes and turn it into three, and then you have 50% more throughput. And then if they all talk to each other and all had FSD yeah. and stuff like that, yeah, in a city, you could have things going 50 miles an hour, right? You know, At and least. I know Tesla. And I know Tesla can do it, you know, because they are chum. Don't tell anybody. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that there's a whole lot more levels that that we need to talk about. We need to yeah. talk about city design and politics and all that other stuff from first principles, not just right. how things are being done. Yeah. You know, as everyone else trying to fit Tesla's um, thing into a current society. No, right. we we'll have to go the other way. Society to make it all yeah. first principles, and then Tesla would just fit yeah. and love. I think what's going to end up happening though is I think because Tesla is going to be such a like that chome sort of figure where they're going to be able to uh, let's just say have a ton of influence. It's going to it's going to cause uh, a lot of world governments and city governments and planning so on and so forth to have to plan for that f for the future that it's bringing because it's going to be the dominant force 
in business, period. So I think it's going to cause that um, that relationship to happen just by like you almost have to go that way you just described. You, like you have Tesla has to build a technology, and the governments are sort of doing their own thing. But Tesla is going to get so big that the governments and planners and everything are going to have no other choice but to make the things work with the technology that the biggest company is making. Because otherwise, like you're you're not people are going to be pissed because they're like, hey, we should be able to be able to do this, right? Why aren't we doing it? It's going to be like a 20, 30, 40 year thing for sure. It's going to take a while. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you're 100% right that it's going to be I mean, the, the technological improvement. That's a long term yeah. thing. But, right. you know, I would say even, rec- uh, you know, self recognition between Teslas, you know, so right. that they figure out how, you know, how to be with each other on the road um, right. can save a lot more lives along with the FSD right at the beginning, you know, because if one Tesla avoids another Tesla, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. But the thing is, it's, it still is the too wide uh, thing, you know, not like some of the other, other stuff. So for sure, for sure. Yeah. So if, if you like, if your Tesla like sucked in to itself or broke apart, and it would yeah. just be single wide, yeah. you know, then it'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. You solve yeah, so much. Would, you would solve so much. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Thank you so much but for coming the, on, man. The, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks. I have people waiting yeah. in the queue, but I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Welcome back anytime. Thank you. All right. Let's try again with Peter. Are you there? Different background. Can't hear you. Are you muted? Can't hear you at all. Can't hear you. Sorry. Oh, bummer. All right, let's uh, see if you can uh, post your picture in the comments. I think you're, for some reason, I don't know if you might be muted on your end, but is there like, you see the little mute button on the bottom of the screen? Is that muted by any chance? I can see your sh- head shaking. No, but I can't hear you. Yeah. All right. Try try posting your uh, comment uh, in the comment section and then uh, we'll make sure to answer. Okay. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. All right. Kelsey, how's it going? I can't hear you either. Are you muted by any chance? <laughs> uh oh. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, no, I can't hear you. That's weird. Did my I, did my AirPods die? Could that be it? No, I can still hear them. Hold on. Yeah. Does that oh, work? I can hear you now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I said maybe like AirPods are totally screwing us here. <laughs> so What's up? I, just wanted to ask a question about like how you see 4680s increase uh, uh, what is that like the charge like, like how many full cycles they can do like how that playing into stabilizing the grid and kind of what that bigger picture might mean and having extra value yeah uh, that's a that's a really good technical question that I don't know if I have the answer to but uh, I think I think the way I think about 4680 is it's being designed to be the best technological battery, like from, a, from just from a uh, specifics, like uh, just being able to have all these different uh, capabilities, right? And it's also designed to be high, the highest volume possible. I think at the core of it, 4680 is designed to just flood the market with batteries. And so from that perspective, I think in, in whatever use case you use that battery in, you're going to have so much of the PEST technology available in that battery that it's going to allow you to do really anything, 
in long term, not just from uh, from the cell itself being used in say cars or stationary batteries or whatever, the technology gains they're gonna get from that cell itself, the chemistries and whatever, are also gonna be used across many different product lines. Like I, I, I think long-term, the best way to think about 4680 is that it's it's sort of like a, like a door for Tesla to be able to make batteries for any use case ever, because they're gonna produce so many freaking batteries that they're gonna, gonna get so many learnings from those things, that's gonna be impossible for them to not uh, use that across many different uh, use cases. So um, I think somebody that would be uh, really good at answering that question, that specific question, I don't know if you know Jordan Gisicki from The Limiting Factor. Oh, yeah, uh, he would He's be awesome. A, yeah, he is awesome. Uh, he might be a, a really good person. I'm gonna have him on my channel at some point too uh, in the coming weeks in this format as well. So uh, make sure to come on then too, because right. he'll be able to, yeah. I think, answer that question directly as well. But uh, I hope that helped. I hope that answer helped. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, and good job with your show. My, my dad and I were big fans. We're in Hawaii now, so keep it up. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you for stopping right. in. See ya. Bye. Bye. Awesome. Great. Look at this. All right, let's make sure we get... Um, that question answered if it's in the comments section. I don't think it is. Okay. That's okay. Okay. All right. Almost an hour and a half in. I think this is a good place to stop. Thank you all so very much for coming on. I love this format. I'm having so much fun with you all. Uh, oh my God. Look at this. Kelsey, come back. Jordan's on. Jordan, can you come on real quick? I think we have a question for you. Hold on. All right, I'm bringing you back in. You just got so lucky. Jordan, do you mind joining? We have a question for you, my friend. Click on this link and join us. This is, Man, you're like, is, this this is like your lucky day. I know, right? I was gonna say. <laughs> it's a lucky day. Uh, awesome. Not sure how I do that, but yeah, LOL. Okay, so he's coming on. Uh, maybe we'll have uh, some questions for Jordan too while he's on. Maybe people will like jump in and uh, flood him with questions. But um, yeah, we'll give him we'll give him a couple minutes uh, to join in. But if there's any other questions in the comments, I think there is. There was one in there. Oh, I think Jordan's on already. This guy works at the speed of thought. Look at this guy. All right. Speed of. Hold on a second. I'm gonna plug my headphones in. Okay. I'm gonna let you do that. Hold on a second. I'm gonna plug my headphones in. And you got oh, that's good. Probably why he's doing the headphones. I'm gonna wait for his face to come up too, and then and then we'll bring him in. Um, let's see. Oh, we got Lightning Ryan. Oh, we got like a whole forum now. Look at this. <laughs> it's gonna be like a Ask Jordan Anything. We'll like, we'll like, we'll have him for a little bit though. We want to definitely be respectful of his time. So, um, Jordan, I have you on the screen and I, I don't think we can see your face yet either, uh, but I'm sure you're working through it. And then lightning, we can't see your, uh, your video feed. Uh, so I don't know if that's something you can fix on your end, Ryan. Um, but yeah, I love like the, like the spontaneous nature of these things. Cause you never know what the hell you're going to get. Yeah. And this is like part of the fun, you know, it's chaos. Uh, yeah, Are you guys getting an echo and can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you, but there's an echo. Really? Um, 
try uh, try closing your browser and coming back in, and that you may have to also allow your uh, video camera as well, because that's okay. not. Uh, I have the camera on, but for some reason it's not uh, picking that up. I'll just yeah, I'll leave and come back in one moment. Okay, sounds good. All right, we got Brian back. I think Brian was on. Were you on yesterday, Brian? I can't remember. Uh, yesterday, day four, uh, days are starting to match together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yesterday, day four. Okay, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Kids eating spaghettios. Okay, yeah, nice. Multitasking awesome. yeah, <laughs> here. Yeah. Spaghettios are clutch. Say, say what's up, Tim. Hi. Hello. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes, I can. I can hear you, uh, but I still can't see you. But I think that might be okay, since you we know what you look like. Is there any way to uh, choose the camera? Because there's uh, like a few different camera options on my computer. Yeah, there is. So if you go to settings and you go to video. Um, you should be able to do your video input. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is really cool, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. So it is really fancy. <laughs> there he is. The most famous mustache in the, the world. The phone just works instantly. Hey, everybody. So what's going on? I, I just logged in because I saw you were live. I'm, yeah. I'm working on my video to release the specs on the 4680. And... Yeah. Uh, I was just taking a little break, and then I heard, yeah. heard my name. So, uh, so what's the question? I don't know if I can answer or not because I don't know so what it is yet. Kelsey but. has a question, so we'll let Kelsey ask the question. Yeah, um, um, I was just wondering about how you're envisioning people using basically like their 46 for like stabilizing the grid or for just like extra uses for those batteries. Oh yeah, it's um you you. You'll be able to use that 4680 battery for anything. You just have to change the chemistry that's inside of it. So the 4680 cell itself is just, it's a container for the chemistry. And the reason they chose that container because it's larger and you can increase your manufacturing output and you can do that more easily because there's fewer parts in each vehicle. And there's a few other tweaks to the cell design of the 4680 that allows it to uh, be scaled and produced more quickly. So yeah, you can use that cell for anything. You just have to uh, change the chemistry and make sure it's uh, useful for the use case that you want to use it in. So I'm expecting them eventually to make LFP 4680s, high nickel 4680s, and that form factor. Um, I'm assuming they thought deep into the future and it's relatively well future-proofed. So whatever chemistries come in the future, you can still use the 4680. The reason, part of the reason why they chose that form factor is because, um, well, when they went from the 2170 to the 4680, the limiting factor there is heat. And uh, the tabless electrode allowed them to expand the cell while um, still being able to whip the heat out of it. So I don't know if they'd ever be able to go any bigger uh, because they may have hit the thermal limits for that battery cell. At that size, at least. Does that have to do with like how many charge cycles you can have, like the actual form factor? Oh, the the form factor doesn't have to do with, uh, well, in, in a certain sense, it does have to do with charge cycles because if it's, you know, if you try to make a form factor too big, uh, the form factor traps heat because there's no way to get heat in and out of that battery cell. And the more heat that you put into a battery cell, the quicker it degrades. So, uh, yeah, that's another reason why they needed that uh, tabless electrode and, and why the heat is bad in the first place. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, 
That's awesome. Since we have you on, uh, Jordan, how, how much time do we have you? Because I, I want to definitely want to be respectful with your time. Well, I was, about, say, <laughs> huh? I was about to eat some dinner, but uh, I, okay. I, 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 I can hold off for a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, a couple. Brian, did you have any questions for Jordan since we have him on? Just a couple minutes. Um. I mean, he 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 says exactly what what I'm thinking. Like, you know, why did they go to that size? Of course, it's bigger, less heat. You know, the tablets. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm wondering what do you think would be next? You know, if if going bigger again isn't what's next, um, you know, is is this their their real end goal? Is just to have the different form factors so that they have you know, there's not much else we need, right? Like you have your, your batteries for your mobile, like your vehicles, and then you have your batteries for your stationary. And I don't know, I guess just what, what would you think it would be in the future? I think uh, at least for the next few years, they're just can, uh, they're going to work on optimizing that form factor because as Elon mm -hmm. said the other day on Twitter, um, the current version isn't optimized. Uh, and I think that's why maybe possibly the specs and weight of the, the Model Y that's coming out of Texas aren't as low as what people thought. So there's, there's two aspects to that question. First is, uh, yeah, there's, there's battery cells that Tesla produces in-house and uses, and there's the battery cells that Tesla uses from other manufacturers. And as far as I can tell, Tesla is going to try to buy battery cells from every manufacturer in the world. And they're just... Uh, as I've said in the past, it's like they're going to be playing battery Tetris. It doesn't matter the size, shape, form factor of that battery cell. As long as they can turn it into a pack and put it into a vehicle, that's what they're going to do. Now, I, I do think there is a potential there for Tesla to go uh, larger with an LFP form factor because that has more thermal stability. But I don't know if that's necessary and worth their time because it would be um, opportunity cost of investing all that time and energy into producing a new form factor when it would, uh, I don't know how much extra energy density and savings that would give you at the pack level. But I do see chemistry improvements coming, especially based on what I'm saying with the, the teardown that I'm finishing here. Um, mm -hmm. I want to say more, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep that that suspense. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to be releasing that video for my Patreons here in the uh, the next couple of days. Hopefully, I have to um, finish up the video, run it by Shirley Mung, make sure she's happy with it, and then release it uh, for Patreons and then for the broader public. But uh, yeah, Tesla's laid down a really good first principles base with this battery cell. They've achieved really good energy density, despite the fact that the cell can of that battery cell is super thick, and it's a structural part of the battery. That's that's all I'm going to say now. Nice, awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, I don't, definitely want to keep you uh, for much longer. I know you got you got dinner to do, but you remember when I sent you the message about um, having you and Sandy come on with like a community forum style thing? This mm -hmm. is sort of it. So like people from the community will jump on and have like a Tesla comp part two, but then we can really drill down topics. So if you're game for that at some point, that would be freaking awesome because I think yeah. it's super fun. This is cool. And I, I need to touch base with you uh, uh, offline because I want to find out more about this software. This is absolutely oh, so good. sick. Yeah, I it's love so it. It's so sick. Restream, restream.io. Okay. I'll tell you all about it. Yeah, I'll tell you all about it. But thank you, man. Appreciate you coming on, dude. You're like a freaking legend. Best mustache yeah. in the game. And it's, it's good talking to you. I haven't talked to you since Texas, and we had some know, really good dude. conversations there. So we got to catch up. We got to catch up for sure. Thank you, brother. Cool. Appreciate right. you. Sweet. See you later. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you, Brian.
Thank you for jumping on. We'll definitely be doing these often as well. But thank you guys for jumping on as well. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you guys. Have a great day. And we're going to call it right there, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you all very much. I'll be on again uh, tomorrow with uh, Alexandra and then uh, Friday with Emma Peppers. And then we'll try to do another one this week. And uh, next week is going to be pretty crazy. We're going to have all of these, uh, these every single day from that point forward. But thank you all very much. Appreciate you guys. Have a great day. Great stream. Have so much fun. Thank you guys. Mwah. Love you. Bye-bye.